Next on BYU Sports Nation, fireworks, a best-of edition for Independence Day across this great nation. We take a look at some of our favorite interviews from Media Day. Bronco Mendenhall, Dennis Pitta, Taysom Hill, and Robertson Daniel. I call him Bob. We have so much to get to and less than an hour to do it. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're hanging out on Friday, July 4th, Independence Day. My name is Spencer Linton, and this is Uncle Sam's fourth cousin removed by marriage in-law, Jerem Jordan. I'm actually Abraham Lincoln's eighth cousin. That's a legit thing. I have the uh, map from Grandma to prove it. Eighth cousin? This is the day of days (laughs) to wear red. If you're a BYU fan, if you've got a red shirt and you never wear it because you're a BYU fan, you wouldn't do such a thing, then you could wear red today. Fourth of July. Love it. I don't know how Bronco Mendenhall would feel about that. Well, Bronco he... can't wear red, but I'm saying the BYU fans. Maybe he would make that exception. I don't know. Bronco joined us on media day right after state of the program, and he has some bold things to say, one, about BYU's place in college football and the snacks that I provided, of course. Bronco Menden Hall, the head coach of BYU football. Welcome. Thanks. And I, I do love coming on the program. I noticed something just in the intro that Studio B, that is that below Studio C? That's a step below, isn't it? It's a, it's a step I below? Think it's a, it's well, on the same plane. It's on the same plane. It's, it's the, in the same building, but Studio B in inverse order is below Studio this C. This is the just only... Just on behalf of the way I think most people view it. <laughs> this is the only permanent set in all these studios, Bronco. Because <laughs> we do 260 it, shows a year. Is it because it's like in a closet and so they don't need this space? Is that why... It, Broncos in prime form. He's in prime form today. It's media day. Hey, it's been a year. It's been a year since we got our start, Bronco, and you you officially dubbed me the green room snack guy. I, I remember you showing up at my doorstep in a cardboard box, <laughs> shivering in cold, and I brought you in, Unshaven. got you all warmed up, and <laughs> kind of launched your career. And for that, we have come prepared. We have the jalapeno potato chips for Bronco. <laughs> We want an epic interview. This, yeah, that yields a good interview. So th- this, by the way, is, is not the smaller bag. This is a full-size bag, which is now the standard for 2014. <laughs> and so I appreciate starting on the right foot. That's this good. In fact, can I, can I put this? Just a minute. Okay. You want to put it on the set somewhere here? In front of my face or something? What the heck, man? Yeah. Can you stand up while you um, interview? Is That, that looks uh, good right I there. I would rather not. But I yeah, like that. It's I guess covering your it. mic flag, Jerem. Okay. <laughs> if we get a we're great interview, it's it. worth it, I there, guess. There's no control. If Once you deliver, we get together. If you deliver, there, there is a back-end reward here, too. A, a back-end reward. Look at you teasing Bronco with more. Hey. Since when do, do you have control? <laughs> you change with, with, within a year's time. You know, there, there's a cycle that, um, at least in, in what I believe, that people sometimes when they get behind a microphone or a prestigious position, they start acting in a different way. You You've feel changed. like I act different? You're adding back-end. Okay. You're adding back-end incentives. Since when is that? When did that happen? It's you changed. It's We're Humility is gone. Humility <laughs> has gone from you, hasn't it? It's vanished in one short year. I have. I'm throwing you now. back on the street. Next, <laughs> you're, you're going back. Please out. help me, Bronco. <laughs> okay, so let, let's get to the important stuff. I heard from somebody that you ran a marathon. What's that all about? I, I saw the sign and just said, "Okay, yeah, uh, the Utah Valley." I mean, I the, live the full marathon. The full marathon, twenty-six point two, which is a long way, by the way, yeah. for having done it. It's it's a, 26 is a long The original ways. dude died right after. Then mm. did that. Yeah. 
We're tougher now. 26 ha- miles. When did you do this? 26.2, actually. Yeah, point yeah. Two. Utah Valley Marathon. That was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Had, so you had trained this summer for this kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, uh-huh. Now the crew you got to have something to do. Yeah. I, how, well, first you, of all, I finished, which was good. And then <laughs> um, the first goal was just to be under four hours uh, in a, my starting point, which it was 3.53. So there are many that are faster, but it was a solid start. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations on finishing. It just so happened to be the Cougar Challenge this last Friday, too. Which yeah, is that like was five days, six days later. What we've what we've tub, dubbed the quadrathlon. Yeah. Uh, this crazy, intense, uh, I don't know what you want to call it other than the Cougar Challenge. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel your, your guys performed in that? It was awesome. So most players ever, we had um, 70, I think 75 players participated, 15 coaches or staff members. We had 90 guys at the top of the mountain. Um, after a mile swim and every stadium stair and then three bike legs and a run to Arrowhead Summit at the top of Sundance. So it was killer. It was no. great. Paula C.K., Bronson Kafusi, and Sky Pove win it. They do. It was How, a dream what team. Did they, what did they do that was better than everybody else? Well, number one, they're more athletic than us older types. But, <laughs> uh, man, those are the three, maybe the three players that try hardest on our team. So Coach Papinga is the one that organized the teams. And, and they, there was a late bailout um, with a – um, a family matter, so Coach Papinga shifted the teams a little bit, and they ended up together, and it wasn't close. They they dominated. Awesome. BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall with us on Media Day on a special two-hour edition of BYU Sports Am Nation. Am I on with you two hours? You're not on with okay, us for good. two hours. You <laughs> I feel better now. No, that's I was just joking. <laughs> Wow, it's it's great to have you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, fittingly, with the with the Cougar Challenge, we decided to make our own BYU Sports Nation Challenge, nice. which uh, uh, involved eating some J Dogs, some mm. hot dogs. And Is that how it started? That was the first like. Well, that was Friday. We mm-hmm. take it easy. Watching every game from the 2013 season with five minute soda breaks in between. Same day. Same day. Okay, mm. and then uh, playing 18 holes of golf with a cart, but we still have to carry our own bags to and from the golf cart. Like, Man, how do you keep I up know. with that pace? That's, Jerem said he hard. didn't want to sweat. <laughs> did, did you come in to work the next day? Or did <laughs> well, here's how it works, Bronco. The, like the, the whole, uh, you know, Taysom Hill gets a call from Jordan Lesley or something, hey, I want to throw. Yeah. That happens with the two of us. Like, hey, you want to practice play-by-play or hey, you want to practice yeah. BYU Sports Nation. We have off-season conditioning. Yeah. You need to do it. My respect for both of you just went way up. <laughs> I'm, mean, gl- I'm glad you had it, it, any it just, respect at all. Yeah. I, want, I want you to have the Snickers right now. Oh, look at him. This is, you said this was the end. No. This, Why is, like, are you this is like him an early, early offer. You know when you offer a scholarship or something like you're early? A, you're, you're a sophomore. Or yeah, something. you run the risk of the performance I'm decreasing. I'm showing faith in you. I appreciate that. I'm showing some faith in Bronco right Mendenhall. There. I'm <laughs> proud of that. It's like, a helmet. That's like a helmet sticker. I like that. <laughs> By the way, isn't it nice now that we're 67 days away from the season opener at Connecticut to focus solely on what happens on mm. the football field? It, it, we have a really good team. Um I usually can tell in the summertime um, just by kind of the feeling around the building, not having been able to supervise workouts before this year, but now that we've, able, we've been able to watch them, not only are, is our current team working hard, but the transfers coming in, um, and it's been fun to see just how willing they are to uh, become part of our team, how hard they're trying, and and we've added talent and depth and Huge credit goes to Jeff Martson, too, who's, uh, who's yeah. going out and finding those transfer guys. And it's a team effort, obviously. Uh, so um, this is now year two that we've had a player personnel director. So, for instance, uh, Alabama has 17 people in their player personnel <laughs> department. Um, How many does BYU have? We, 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 we started with one, mm-hmm. which is a starting point, And now we have um, two others, intern graduate assistants. Awesome. So ours is three. Um, but just having someone that owns personnel, meaning 24-7, all year round, 
is working, thinking, and directing all their efforts toward who plays at BYU and why has made a huge difference for us. And, and so it's a great start um, to what needs to happen here. These off-season workouts, now you can monitor them. Will you explain what you can do now? Yeah, um, the, the, the period just ended, but all that means is we basically could be involved exactly like our off-season program. So before we couldn't attend, um, couldn't even have re- um, workout attendance reported to us or any weight or um, conditioning goals or current um, performances, none of that we could even hear. And so now not only can we have things reported to us, but we can actually be there and encourage the players and help them. There's also two hours of film work. If you take that away from um, the lifting, so there's eight hours a week we can have them, two of which can be film time if you'd like to do that in place of the conditioning. And so our staff could be with our team as long as they're enrolled in spring semester. Mm-hmm. So our players that weren't enrolled in spring, we couldn't watch them. There's a different lifting time or conditioning time for them. How many newcomers were involved in that? Because generally they come for the summer right? mm-hmm. yep. like now, starting mm-hmm. today. And so um, the summer bridge players are just arriving. So those are, those are most of our new players. However, uh, Jordan Leslie, um, the transfer from UTEP, he has been here um, the entire time and has really, really trained hard. You've had your fair share of national media exposure this summer. In fact, I really I can't really have you. Have you noticed? <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> How how have you been able to manage the increased exposure? And did was that something that you were aiming for uh, by making statements like you want to join the Big Twelve? Did you did you want to garner more of this national media attention? I I wasn't interested in garnering media attention. I was interested in remaining a topic of conversation in the ever changing landscape of college football. You have and, done that, and that's mission accomplished. Then mm-hmm. because it's easy for conferences and commissioners to to look after their own. It's easy for um, a coach in a conference to look after and make sure he's relevant. As an independent, who does that? And so there was an opportunity in talking with the University of, or in Ready, in the Austin um, Statesman Journal, and that that um, dialogue was really in relation to playing Texas. Yeah. Um, however, they're in a conference, and so it made a lot of sense to me to say, you know, why not? Um, it's a Big 12 league. We've already played Oklahoma and Texas. The, the nature of how they play the game is very similar to BYU, but the values of those teams and where they're from, kind of the heartland type of, it makes a lot of sense. And so, um, as I think, independence is giving us great exposure. We are gaining more significant um, strength of schedule and viewership. Um, that, by the way, to me, isn't the end goal. The end goal is to be have be and be in a position and have complete access yeah. to the very highest level of college football. And so it seemed like someone needed to say it, and that's why I did. Do you love that BYU has been discussed as much as it has been this summer? It's it's absolutely essential, and and so um, the intent wasn't just to have comments made; it was to then look realistically at why not the Big Twelve, and then actually see what fans and others thought so about it. So you create it. the court of public opinion to a degree. There, there you go, okay. and and so it wasn't coordinated. No one told me to, um, and certainly the president of the university and the AD um, didn't say do this. It was yeah. just something as the football coach. Um, I thought was relevant and needed to be done, so I did that. Already knowing that independence is moving us forward, we are playing and having um, more and more people watch us on the biggest stages, so we are trending the correct direction. I'm just not satisfied and want to keep going. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of BYU on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you set the precedent at double-digit wins, uh, top 25 finishes, kind of the benchmark how you measure what your team has done. And and then I liked what you said in the state of the program just an hour ago here on BYU TV, and that is essentially winning football games will handle all of this right. outside national discussion. It's right. And so 
when you consider the the way that the the media works now um, and sports media, especially the off season is actually another season. <laughs> and if you're not in that discussion, you're not in that discussion. And so we just finished the off season season. Um, <laughs> Let's say you ranked in the top 10. Thank you. And so <laughs> um, what really matters now is just to be relevant, have enough eyes on us and enough interest in us to now actually win football games with enough of the right people paying attention. And so the stage is set. My job now is to help our team win. And so I like what we've done. I like where we stand. I like how we're positioned. Now we need to play well. And the face of the program has become, and it always will be, the quarterback, right. Taysom Hill. A lot of preseason hype with him. How much do you relish and uh, savor that, uh, which goes into what you just said, which is, okay, now let's pay that off into winning, which will yield other uh, more exposure? Without, um, without a quarterback that is returning or that's extremely capable, um, it makes it much more difficult. So no matter what we did in the offseason to, to garner attention, then if you don't have a player at that spot that's capable of leading your team, um, you've almost set yourself up for a letdown. But when you have a quarterback like Taysom that is so skilled, such a great leader, such a good person, um, and that the team follows, um, man, it seems like it lines up really well. And so I don't think we could be positioned any better offensively or defensively or schedule-wise with the offseason we just had to say, man, could could it be magical? Yeah, it could. We still have to play great football. We still have to stay healthy. I've still got to coach well. Our players have to play well. But the way it's lining up right now, um, there's a lot of reason for optimism. You have a question for Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach, coming in on Twitter. I know you're a big Twitter fan now. <laughs> At NW10Knee, how much of a fire is lit underneath the players for this up-and-coming year? What is the team doing to hopefully exceed expectations? There, there's. I would say there's a chip on the team's shoulder. Um, as the ever-changing landscape is happening, um, what and what they've been told and what we're positioning is we have to fight for everything we're going to get. We have enough eyes on us now. We have a strong enough schedule now. Um, all that means is that the fight has to be won, and and no one is going to give them anything. And so uh, they're taking it uh, as a challenge, that they're looking for inclusion. They're looking to be that team that here's all the structure, and then, okay, now what do you do with BYU because they're this record or rank this. So they're looking to be that team that says, wait a second, the structure actually is exclusive in – uh, we want inclusion into it, and so we just played our way in. Your quarterback is a guy that doesn't back down from a challenge, Taysom Hill, and he's a guy that has garnered a lot of this national attention over the summer for going to the Manning passing camp and being on preseason Heisman watch list. Do you like the fact that he has this preseason Heisman hype? Because some coaches don't. Is this a good thing for you and your program? It, it's, it's only good from the standpoint of attention. Um, it's okay because Taysom's mature enough. I would be more concerned if um, he was more likely to be um, make that affect his work ethic. Mm -hmm. And we've seen with other more notable quarterbacks how different places they go and different things they do could detract from the team. Whatever Taysom does is for our team. We have a 1,000-yard rusher at quarterback, a 1,000-yard rusher at running back, whole new string of receivers coming in, our whole offensive line coming back with tight ends. And to say then that we, we can't perform at a higher level, um, man, I think we'd all be disappointed if we don't. And so... The pieces are in place. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, great to have you. Enjoy Thanks. your snacks. Thank you for paying off my faith in there that early delivery. <laughs> Thanks for starting with the big bag, exceeding <laughs> expectations. Hopefully <laughs> I and my team can do the same. Bronco that's, that's Mendenhall on Media right Day. We love it. <laughs> Bronco representing, saying there's a chip on the team's shoulder. 
And fittingly, he walks off with a bag of chips. You created a monster. Eventually, there's going to be a pallet of snacks in here. No, there won't. Settle down. By the way, chips sound delicious on July 4th. Up next, Dennis Pitta. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan in Studio B. Happy 4th of July. We should have John Philip Sousa playing this whole day. (laughs) That's a great idea. How many guys do you know that have caught a touchdown in a Super Bowl? I can only think of, well, two. And one of them joined us on Media Day. That's exactly right. Dennis Pitta was in town for BYU Football Media Day. He was on the program, BYU Football, Great Moments Then and Now. So we joined BYU Sports Nation earlier that day. And we talked about his rehab from hip dislocation, BYU memories, and his budding and continuous rivalry with John Beck. Oh, hey, <laughs> oh hello, hey guys. Dennis Pitta on BYU Sports Nation. You're coming back to BYU after uh, a very busy summer. You got some time off. Uh, what's it like to come back to uh, your old stomping grounds? It's fun. You know, I haven't been back in a little while, and, uh, you know, I, I love BYU. I had, a, you know, a great time here and a lot of good memories and all that, and I'm just, I'm curious what snacks you guys brought me right now. See? Uh, See what you've I done. I know. I know. We'll get you something, Dennis. We will not buy. I'm not, I don't like jalapeno chips, though. I'm more salt and vinegar. You want salt and vinegar chips? Yeah. Let's see what we've got. What have we done? Just so you know. <laughs> what for you've next time. done? No. This is on you. No, this is between Bronco Mendenhall and myself. <laughs> uh, we, we had you on like four to six weeks ago on the show. We talked about uh, recovering from a dislocated hip. Yeah. And then making it back to the regular season. Are you are you fully recovered from that? How long does that take? Yeah, I mean I feel I feel good. I feel a hundred percent. Um we just finished our whole off season program. So the last eight or nine weeks we've been back in Baltimore doing OTAs, mini camps, so you know, real full contact practices and all that. Um and it's felt good. You know, I feel like I'm running well and uh, you know, have you know, some of my explosion and all that back. So um I'm in a good place right now. The perception of BYU, uh, what is it, on the East Coast as an independent in college football? Like, you, people here, you're from BYU. What's the reaction? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, BYU has great fans everywhere. And, uh, you know, obviously the church is a big part of that. And uh, I think BYU is a, a well-respected program around the country. And that's the sense that I've got in talking with people, um, you know, in Baltimore or around that area. And, um, you know, that's good, to, that's good to hear, you know, being well-respected and, and, you know, being somebody that, that people care about on the national stage. Dennis Pita. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Dennis yeah, no, that Pita. doesn't bother me. I hear that all the time. <laughs> people say Pita more than they say Pita. I know your coach, uh, Coach John Harbaugh, has, has teased you about that as well. Let's talk about some of those great moments. Most meaningful TD catch, first in your BYU career and then your career overall. Oh, man. Um, my most memorable TD catch was... Uh, I think it was probably Colorado State. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Your helmet got popped off. Which, Which that one? Wasn't, because you had two in the fourth. Right? Yeah, but, but that wasn't. See, most people think that the, when my helmet got popped off was the game winner. And, I mean, that's the most memorable touchdown from that game. But it really, was when you bowled over Michael Reed. But really, right? that was earlier in the game. Yeah when, I, yeah, when I ran over Michael Reed to get in the end zone. That <laughs> Look was with, out! We had 20 seconds left, and we were down. And so that was, you know, the game-winning touchdown. And so that was actually the one I was referring to. And, um, that was an important game because, you know, if we lose to Colorado State that game, you know, uh, that, that hurts us on the national stage. And so, um, you know, that was, a, that was a big, big touchdown. And, you know, I th- that was probably my, 
you know, one of my only game-winning touchdowns with 20 seconds like that. So that was a cool one. Let me share a story about that real quick. I was, uh, we were preparing to do a women's volleyball match in the Smithfield house. The prayer is going on, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I can't hear the game or see it, but I'm asking the truck, you know, what's going on, what's going on? And someone said, Dennis Pitta just scored. We have the lead. And, I, and it's a prayer, and I have a headset on, so I'm not paying attention. And I say, Dennis Pitta just scored? <laughs> like that loud, and like 20 people turn around and look at me like, what the heck, man, it's a prayer. So, you How can, irreverent of you. Yes. <laughs> and I've lived my life the same way since. Okay, you, you catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Let me repeat that. You catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. When did the reality of what was happening set in? I don't, I, I don't know if it has yet. You know, it's – I mean, it's cool. It was definitely a cool moment. Um, but you're so wrapped up in the game. You know, I think it was in the first or second quarter. It was definitely in the first half when I caught the touchdown. And, uh, you know, you still have a whole half of the Super Bowl to play. And so – it's not something you can really uh, get too high on in the moment, but um, it was cool. You know, looking back, you know, I have the touchdown ball. You know, it's got an inscription on it now, Super Bowl 47, and um, I think it's really going to mean a lot when, you know, I get older and I can, you know, show that to my kids and, and be able to kind of relive that moment. Uh, we get we have a couple Twitter questions for you. At IPITA the Fool. <laughs> Great name. Does Dennis <laughs> endorse my Twitter handle? Absolutely, I do. I am a That's full so endorser of that Twitter handle. There you go. That is such a good – yes, every time we read it, it's hard not to laugh. <laughs> at Laser Sheep, you had many catches at BYU where you took hard hits. What was the biggest hit that you took while making a catch? Oh, man. I actually think it was in that Colorado State game. I mean, this was just a great game for me. Um, <clears throat> it was when my helmet cut, got popped up because I got sandwiched between two guys, and <clears throat> fortunately I thought we were going to show it. No, we're not showing it. <clears throat> um, you know, fortunately my – Face didn't take a beating. That's why you know I look so good now. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it was it was a pretty hard hit. I remember the, getting the wind knocked out of me a little bit too. So in that moment, are, are you? Yeah, if you have the wind knocked out of you and guys are trying to hit you, are you like trying to back them off? Like I need to breathe here. What's going on? <laughs> no, I was. It was a pretty cool catch. So I was excited. I didn't. I didn't worry about breathing at the time. Dennis Pitta. Breathing? Yeah, it's overrated. On BYU Sports Nation, NFL tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, former BYU great. You hold a record in the NCAA, Dennis. I do, yeah. Like, it, and not a lot of people know about it, but it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. I know. I feel like nobody knows about it. I've said it on the will show. Will you guys talk about it more? <laughs> yes. I'll yes, say it right will. now for those who don't know. No one has more receiving yards as a tight end in NCAA history than Dennis Pitta. Did you, when did you find that out? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I think, you know, after my senior year, you know, somebody in, is it like, Hey, that's somebody cool. in the media department. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but, uh, you know, I knew I had some of the BYU records, but you know, having NCAA records kind of, uh, it's a cool thing to have. I mean, we'll see if it gets broken. I'm sure it will. Catch, catching the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl versus that the Super Bowl TD. I mean, they're both pretty cool. We'll see. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, let I, me think about it. Hopefully I get back to another Super Bowl and I have another touchdown, so that one may not mean as much. I know that you are a multi-sports star, played basketball as well. You have scrimmaged against Jerem. Apparently you (laughs) have have dominated him. But there's there's this little thing that I've heard from uh, one of our good buddies, John Beck, one of your former teammates and quarterbacks, uh, that uh, basically he said, you should ask Dennis about the time I dunked on him in Montana. What the heck, Dennis? What? What's going on? This is on? a CFL quarterback we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have a lot to say on the matter. Um, 
<laughs> so I talked to John. I think after he did the interview with you guys, he called me or something and left me a message and said, hey, I just told everybody I dunked on you, <laughs> um, which is fine. You know, it doesn't hurt my feelings. But I think what really needs to come to light are the true facts of the story. Because okay. number one, okay. we were in Montana. We were up, you know, staying at a lake house. and uh, Elevation. Yeah. I mean, number one, elevation. But number two... The rim was eight feet. <laughs> and so, you know, Jerem could, with- could even dunk it okay. eight feet. Yeah, you know? we went there, didn't we? It was it filled with water in the base, like that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty rinky-dinky. And number one, he never dunked on me. He may have dunked near me, but we were also playing dunk ball. So if you weren't <laughs> dunking... I don't know what you were doing. Okay. He, he, I talked to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, he told, he told me the backstory, but he's like, you should just still ask him about me dunking on him. Yeah, he actually told me not to tell you guys that it was an eight-foot rim. Or eight foot rim. It kind of left He wanted, he wanted people to know that it was a 10-foot rim that he, he could actually dunk, which he can't. Have, Have you, you seen s- him Dougie, yeah, by the way? Yeah, did you see the Dougie video? I, I saw it. I, wow. I immediately called him afterwards, and uh, we talked about it in length. But, you know, John really loves his dancing skills. And uh, I've seen him dance on multiple occasions. He actually his his go to dance is really Michael Jackson. I was going to say he seems really? like a Michael yeah, Jackson. The Dougie dad. was new for me. I hadn't seen that out of him. So, uh, but he, you know, I feel like he did a good job. He pulled out, you know, pretty much every move that the Dougie consists of, and he and he threw it out there. So, good for him. It was multifaceted. Yeah. Do you mind signing our Rise Up flag? Absolutely. That'd be all right. Great to talk to Dennis. Such a personable guy. And easy to root for his continued success in the NFL. Sounds like we need to play basketball again. You and I could dunk on him on an eight-foot hoop. <laughs> Maybe. Up next, Taysom Hill, the quarterback on this 4th of July. Best of BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B, BYU Broadcasting. Happy 4th of July. Hope you're enjoying time with friends and family. And... A barbecue. Follow the show on oh, Twitter yeah. at BYU Sports Nation. We're going to one right after this, I think. Hey, <laughs> Taysom Hill is going to be the face of BYU football uh, this year. He was last year as well with Jamal Williams. We talked to the BYU quarterback about the pressure of being in the spotlight as well as living up to the preseason hype all over the place on magazines and everything. But the interview started on more of a lighthearted note. Taysom, what question do you want us to ask you? We always ask the questions. Like, ah, it's, what do you want us to ask Taysom you? Taysom Hill. What what do I want you guys to ask me? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you could ask me, you know, how married life is or something. You okay, know, like, boring. <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's it's great. We're having fun. Like, come on, man. No, no. How? I don't okay, know. Okay, you, okay, guys, you guys have it's the questions. I, how is married life? Jason? Married life is great. You guys, I, I've got uh, I've got zero complaints right now in life. So thanks for asking, you guys. I love that you guys. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take interest in my personal life other than just on the football field. Yes. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, what else is going on in your personal life of interest? Um, not you want to tell the world. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just working out. I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, – I just booked my flights to go to the Manning camp. Awesome. But uh, you guys will probably enjoy that, you know, the football aspect of things. Um, but that's about it. Let's talk out. about the outside. What hotel are you staying in when you go to the Manning camp? You know, I don't know. They, uh, I, I get, I'll tell you, one of the I'm, one just, thing, I'm just one asking. Thing at a time. I, uh, I book my flight, they take care of everything else. Okay. So they're putting me up where that is. I don't know. That's got to be pretty what, nice. What, so. do you, what do you expect from that experience? You're going to meet 
Peyton Manning. That's probably yeah. the coolest part. Right? Yeah. I, I think, honestly, uh, more than anything, you know, I, I expect to learn some things from Peyton and Eli, whether it's mechanically or the the mental aspect of the game from, from those guys who have been through so much. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I think more than anything, it'll give me an opportunity to get my name out there on a national level. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to meeting all those guys and and uh, and coaching up some of the some of the young high school kids that uh, are up and coming and showing up for your meetings on time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> listen, listen. Like when when you go to a camp like that, and oh by the way, your name is already out there. Don't know if you've heard, but you've you've been added to some this, preseason this Heisman helps, lists yes. and and whatever. Do you like that exposure? Because I know some players, some coaches are kind of like. Eh, but yeah. but do you like it? It's it's kind of a uh, a hard thing, I guess. Any any uh, any good publicity like that is is great, you know. So um, I honestly I feel honored, and uh, it's it's a cool thing to be recognized in that way. Um, but you know, it's it's June. You know, it's it's like uh, there's still a lot of things that need to take place before all of those things really mean something. You know, if my name's be still being thrown around in that category come you know September, October, well then, um, well then that's that's pretty cool. You know, but looking into it, it, it I do feel honored in, in regards to that. You influence the BYU football season more than any single individual as the quarterback. How do you manage the? I guess it can be positive stress of the hype, the expectations you set for yourself, let alone what fans and every single person on planet Earth that knows you wants to talk about with you. How do you manage the stress of, hey, uh, I've got to play well and lead my team to victory? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I, it's it's something that I don't think about. You know, I'm not thinking like, oh, well, I was just named on, on this Heisman watch, so I have to do this. And this Emily, game and did this you and... see this magazine? <laughs> it's awesome. Look at my face. I'm important. No, I, I, I don't do that stuff. And and so, honestly, um, I love competing. I love playing. I love playing college football. And uh, I, I try my best not to get caught up on the things that are being said about me. Um, like you mentioned before, I have some expectations of myself, some goals of myself that I want to hit and, and accomplish. And, uh, you know, that that's enough to, to add enough pressure in my <laughs> life. So. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is the player hour on this two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. The Cougar Challenge just took place, <laughs> and that thing is insano. Okay, I mean, it's this quadrathlon. Yes, it is. It's just Spencer for insane. Uh, But if if you break it down, running every stair at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, you do a mile swim, an 11 mile bike ride, and a five mile. I heard seven mile bike ride. Oh, seven mile bike ride. Okay. I'm just kidding. Did you participate? My leg was a seven mile bike ride. And if you guys, it was uh, started at Vivian Park. Up past Sundance to Aspen Grove, you guys. Yeah. I know. Yeah. The, oh, it's it's uh, it's it wasn't fun. It wasn't <laughs> fun. So, did you finish? Uh, we finished. Yeah, I, I finished. Who was on your uh, team? Who was on your team? It was uh, uh, Robertson Daniel and Travis Tealoma, and then me. So. Oh, did Tealoma yeah. slow you down? Uh. He he was the slowest in the group. <laughs> he's asking to throw his teammate under no, the bus. Hey, hey, I'm just kidding. He's a lineman. I know. He's, he's not going to be the same speed. That's fine. He's so quick on the football field. It, oh, it was oh, he's fun. coming in here. I'm it was kidding. fun. I, I did. I slept a lot this this last weekend. I'm <laughs> trying to uh, recover and recuperate. So started at 5:45. I think I got to the top at about 11:30. 
I believe the quote from Jamal Williams was, legs is dead. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag legs is dead. Yeah. Yeah. With Taysom Hill, the BYU quarterback now on BYU Sports Nation. What's your typical day like in the off season uh, in terms of – you know, getting your workout in the morning, and then and what do you do the rest of the day? Yeah, so I, I, it's kind of in stages, I guess. I just finished the stage where I, I worked out from seven to nine. I threw from nine to ten, and then I was in class from ten to eleven, and then um, another class from one to about three thirty on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now that classes are over, my schedule gets gets a little uh, more open. No and wonder so, you're feeling so good, man. Feeling great. That was on Friday, right? That finals was Thursday. Thursday, Thursday okay. was, was the last day of finals. So no class this summer. No class. Smart dude. No class. So I finished up spring term, and, and now I'll, I'll probably go and work out at, at nine, and uh, it'll give me an opportunity to to work more specifically on different uh, quarterback drills that that I received from Tom House, from John Beck, and those guys, because I'll be able to do my lifting before that, throw with the guys, and then go do my additional work instead of having the, the school workload on top of me. So that'll be kind of my schedule um, going forward. Just save some time now that you have some time off for golf. And I just had an epiphany. <laughs> we have this challenge with the BYU recruiting guys, okay? What if we had a fourth? Because we could add a fourth. What if we got a BYU football player and Taysom, you're our ringer? Would you, you want to you want to join our I'm, team and I'm be in the, in. get in the I, tournament? I, I do find time for golf. I've uh, I played about three times last week, and um, haven't been playing very well though. So I don't know if you if you want to bring oh, me no, on. Oh no, we'll take you. We'll take you. Listen, listen, Jeff Martson. We want Taysom <laughs> Hill. You can go find whatever other football player you want. We we've got Taysom now, and he's our he's our force. Are you the best golfer on the BYU football team? Um, I haven't played with everybody, but if if I'm not the best, I would be up there. Yeah. All right. I believe we, we've got some uh, Twitter questions for you. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. some which game are you most looking forward to? This is from at Sports Bros. Yeah. Man, that's a tough question. You know, we get asked that every, every off season, every off season. Um, but there's a couple games that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um. You know the opener is always fun, I, I, and I don't want to look past that. I think that kind of got us in trouble a little bit last year as we looked past Virginia and looked onto Texas, and we didn't adjust well to the, to the weather conditions and things there. But um, I'm looking forward to that opener. Give us an opportunity to just you know the off season's done and, and we're playing against somebody else. So that'll be fun. And and um, you know the Texas game at Texas, I think there's there's going to be a lot of hype there, and and I'm looking forward to to going down there and um you know showcasing what we can do on the road at, at a big time school like that and um i'm anxious to get back at virginia you know that that uh that loss stung last year and i still i watched that film and and that's a tough one mm. to watch so um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that central florida on the road as central florida a team that was bcs last year um great program um an, another tough one on the road so uh, we, we got a great schedule again this year, and, and uh, it'll give us a great opportunity. Public enemy number one in Austin, Texas, Taysom Hill. Jim <laughs> 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 Brown from Horns Digest covers Texas. <laughs> Last week he said, yeah, Texas, the game where Taysom Hill, the guy with the knee brace, ran for 250-plus. <laughs> You ever get that? Like you're this you're this dude from Pocatello. You yeah. have a knee brace, and yet you ran for like 1300. I had a uh, <laughs> an interview with I, I forget the the guy's name from Texas uh, a few weeks ago, 
And the his quote in this interview was, uh, you know, watch out or, or you'll get BYU'd was one of them. <laughs> or you'll get uh, Taysom Hill, I think, was, was the other one that uh, he said was floating around Austin. <laughs> so, so good. When the, when the marketing continues about you, with you, are you okay with the Taysman? Is that is that okay? That's been floated out there. Hey, that's okay. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Stamp that's of approval. Right. At Bridger Hill, which new offensive player do you expect to have the biggest impact this year? Um, someone that just came in this year, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, that's a tough question. I think uh, I think Jordan Leslie uh, will probably come in and, and have the the biggest impact, and and that's that's tough to single out one guy because we have some great guys coming in. But I think um, a guy like Jordan, who he's a bigger, he's a he's a more physical guy than I think that that we're used to and accustomed at BYU. I think that uh, he'll give us an opportunity to win in man press and and uh, easily get off bump coverage and. Um, I think that because of his strength, um, you know, he he just has some things that other guys that that don't have. He's right a now. proven commodity. He is. Yeah. Is exactly. he a burner? I mean, is he really fast? I haven't I haven't seen him like open up and run, but I I know we just we did some testing, you know, the the shuttle and stuff like that, and and I know that uh, he was running pretty well. So um, I, he's he's a great addition to our our offense. Taysom Hill with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's it's year two of Go Fast, Go Hard. Uh, we've only got a few seconds here, but does the offense get more complex or more simplified this year? Yeah, for sure, more complex. And uh, you know, we've already added a lot of nuances uh, in spring ball and uh, things that we've carried over into fall camp that's uh, made us really difficult to defend. Okay, final question: What do you weigh right now? I'm about two thirty three. So you're down like five pounds from the uh, post spring or something? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. this is probably the heaviest. Are you I've more than two, two twenty-eight? Oh, you were yeah. two twenty-eight. Yeah, this is the heaviest I've ever been. But still I fast. I haven't weighed after the Cougar Challenge. I probably lost about <laughs> five probably pounds. Off. After you're back down. down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Taysom Hill, great to have you with this man. Well, Thanks, guys. Wait, what the heck? Look forward to the 2014 season. <laughs> Taysom seemed almost a little offended when you called his married life boring. Well, it kind of is, right? But yay. I want to know more about you. Yay, it's exciting. <laughs> Great. Up next, the BYU <laughs> secondary under the microscope on this 4th of July special. Not boring. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Happy 4th of July. Barbecues friends, family, and independence. BYU, with Notre Dame, is the perfect American team, right? Yes. Hey, tons of hype this fall for the BYU secondary. Rarely does that happen. One of those guys who will play a prominent role in that, senior Rob Daniel. I call him Bob. You'll find out in a minute why. But he he always comes on the show, and he's intense, man. That guy is ready. Yeah, he he's like in the zone. He's, in, he's Almost like intimidating to talk to a little bit. But, Jeremy, you did get him to crack during the end of the interview. And it was one of my favorite moments of the entire media day. Here's Rob Daniel. I asked you a moment ago, a couple of years ago, did you envision being a part of a media day? And uh, I said, you probably didn't. And you said, yes, I did. It's called confidence. That's, a, yes. that's what I love about it. You come in here confident. So you envisioned being a part of something big like this a couple of years ago? Yes. As a JC guy? Yeah. If you don't envision it, you're not going to make it to it. So what was that, what was that vision like? What, what are the... Uh, I guess the the confidence, where does that come from? It wasn't very specific. I just knew I was going to be somebody someday. Awesome. Is this fulfilling your expectations, Media Day, um, on BYU Sports Station? Almost. 
What is left? What is lacking? Um, the next level. The next the level. Yes. Yeah. Roberts and Daniel on BYU Sports Nation. Listen, you just competed in the Cougar Challenge, and you told us uh, during the break it's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. How You get to the top of the mountain. That's like the pinnacle moment. Then you realize, I have to go, go down. down. Yeah. Oh. How tough was that? that well, I, to be honest, that was the best part. I, just, I was happy it was over. Yeah. But, I mean, once you make it up there, you're like, oh, I can't believe I did this. I mean, you could push your body so far you don't even know because – there was about five or six times where I thought about, I'm turning around. I don't care what mental health is. I'm sure everybody thought that. It's <laughs> so hard. I don't, coach, I don't care. <laughs> Ultimately, did you care? Huh? Oh, yeah, I cared. Yeah, yeah I did. Every, you've got to care because uh, it builds trust within your teammates. And, and that's the thing that we – the reaction that we get from this is, hey, we, as a team, we did this. Yeah. You did it in teams of three, but ultimately this is a whole team. What, what percentage of the team did it? I imagine many of the linemen – some of the linemen did, but maybe not all of them. I think around 75 players. Wow. Yeah. So a good so, chunk. a good chunk. So examining the past of uh, BYU football, the transition from the Cougar Challenge now to what's going to actually happen on the field after conditioning like that – I feel like BYU, every time they have a great secondary, they have a magical season. 1991, uh, 90, they, they beat Miami, the number one team in the country. They had a great secondary. 96, go to the Cotton Bowl, the ranked fifth, had a great secondary. 01, start 12-0. and 0, You're in the top 10, had a great secondary. I feel like this year, with the guys you bring in and the experience that you bring back with Craig Bills and yourself and some of these guys, that this could be a magical season. How do you feel about the secondary of BYU football? I feel like the statistics you just gave us, you can just add uh, 2014 to I it. like it. But uh, I'm very confident in our secondary. We're, we're, gonna, we're going out to prove ourselves this year, and we're going out there to play for ourselves and no one else. Jordan Johnson joins the crew. He's coming off of an ACL injury. Trent Trammell also coming off injury. Then you bring in a transfer like Harvey Jackson from mm-hmm. Nebraska. What do you expect from the new guys coming in, and how much are they going to contribute? Um, I expect them to just get right on the boat with us. I mean, start working hard like we've been doing, um, get focused, hit the film room, and just get ready to have a successful season. And all the guys we're bringing in, um, it's only going to help us be better. You go from famine to feast. Last year there were many injuries, so at one point Michael Davis switches from receiver. He's Mm -hmm. starting against Notre Dame. I believe you were sick that week. Um, Sky Pove, who... Uh, you know, was a safety. He's playing corner. Mike Haig. Um, this year, you you have feast in that you have depth. In fact, mm-hmm. unless you play nickel, one of the aforementioned guys plus Craig Bills might not be on the field, or you might be on mm-hmm. the field playing nickel. How how uh, how different do you think it's going to be in 2014 in the second year because you have all these guys healthy? I think it's going to be really different. I mean, now we could just focus on stopping the run. I'd say we stop giving people respect and we throw all that give him space thing out the window. Let's put eight in the box and let him beat us with man coverage one-on-one. And we, as a defense, we need to go out there and demand respect, but don't give it. You know, And that's what our depth does. You've been a guy that Coach Nick Howell, the defensive coordinator and a secondary specialist, has had the luxury of, of moving around. You're a very versatile player. That said, would you rather play safety or cornerback if you had your option? And that was a question uh, at Justin D. Sweeney asked. Oh, yeah, there you go. Will you start week one at safety or corner? I started boundary corner. Boundary corner. Do you prefer that? Um, I prefer whatever's going to get us to win, <laughs> to be completely honest with yeah. you. I, 
You could play me a wide receiver if that's what it's going to take. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care. I just want to win. Are you confident in your pass catching abilities? I'm confident in anything you could do on a football. I field. like that. I like the. I like the attitude that you're bringing you, you, here. You're the most, uh, I guess, exactly confident person I've met. Where you're, yes, we will do this. This is what we're going to do, and I like that. And you see it on Twitter. Yeah. You see your confidence as well. Who is the toughest wide receiver? And I mean, the wide receiver core coming in is really talented and experienced. Uh-huh. You look at Jordan Leslie and Devon Blackman, who's fast. He just got here. Uh, for the from the guys that you have defended against in practice, who is who is the the guy that's toughest to to cover? I'd say Ross or Mitch. Ross or Mitch, yeah. because of the height situation. I don't have a problem with height. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're six two, right? Um, I think it's just because I think it has a lot to do with the timing. Taysom has gotten a lot. I mean, he's made a big jump from last season, and his timing with the receivers is phenomenal. So I think it has a lot to do with that. It's not necessarily getting beat because I'm not going to get beat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you about – there's a phrase that uh, Ben Criddle, former uh, cornerback, has coined here, which he says, uh, double minorities. These are important to BYU. Uh, African-American, non-LDS. You're one of these guys who seem to thrive at BYU. (laughs) These these, uh, kinds of players are very important to the program, and they seem to be being recruited at a higher level. What – what uh, what kind of impact can these kinds of players like yourself, JC transfers, have on the program in the secondary? I mean, we can have a big impact like we've had. Um, I think when you're recruiting players, you don't look at LDS and non-LDS. If you look at it that way, you're not going to win as much games as you think. So you just go out and get the best guys that could fit in this environment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we make a big impact. And I think part of that impact is that BYU just has a hard time recruiting speed. Yeah. Uh, in certain positions. So that's why these JC guys fit. Was that was that uh, something that you saw with BYU that you saw might, where you might be able to make an impact here from a um, JC? Yeah, definitely. And as for speed, uh, we have a whole lot of it this year. We were no, we will no longer be the slow BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till I want the first play against Connecticut to be Jordan Leslie or Devon Blackman just down the field. Or... Just just a quick out screen, wide receiver screen for one of those guys, and then you get one block and you're gone. That or, possibility And if you're on defense, year, right? a pick six from Rob Daniel. Or we could just start out on kickoff and knock the uh, wide receiver, I mean the kick returner out and just take the ball and walk into the end zone. <laughs> That's also an option. <laughs> I like the quotes yeah. that you're giving us. Right? Let's, let's <laughs> win the toss. You're giving us good stuff to, to use for a very long time. I thought I was going to the peak. No, no, no. The the Cougar Challenge guy went to the real team <laughs> and took it to the next one. Okay, uh, t- a Twitter question to end from one of our BYU Sports Nation fans. For Rob Daniel, over under on TV announcers saying your name backwards is 25 for the season. <laughs> over under that people say Daniel, Daniel Robertson. Robertson. Do you or, hear that all the time? <laughs> over hmm. I'm going over. Uh, over. I'm so going th- over. This uh, is a they, little less than twice a game. I don't even. I don't understand it. It like clearly says Robertson Daniel, <laughs> and you say Daniel Robertson. I, we need to. They need to go back to school. Yes, I believe that's Daniel Robertson on yeah. the coverage. No, I want to call you Bob Daniel. Uh, Bob. <laughs> just, that just, that just make it better for me. Bobby, Bobby Daniel. Bob. <laughs> what a, a play by Bobby Daniel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's going to happen sometime I, I think in we, the future. I think we. Bob Daniel. <laughs> Bob Daniel. Hey, great to have you with us, man. Good yep. luck in the approaching season. It's been fun. It's good to be here. Thanks good luck, me. Bobby. Yep. <laughs> what the heck, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby Daniel. Bob Daniel. <laughs> Bob Daniel. Oh, that's classic, Jeremy. That's a classic move.
It works, though, The right? whole season, he's Bob Daniel with the pick. With Up the next, we wrap this best of BYU Sports Nation July 4th special with the special rise and shout. Keep it here. What the heck, Bobby? BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan wrapping up a 4th of July BYU Sports Nation special. I love the 4th. It's one of the best holidays, if not the best. And it's one day closer to late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 56 days. Okay, we started this when it was 238, and now we're down to 56. It's getting real, people. Real talk. It started on January 2nd. Oh, my. It's July 4th. 56 days, man. Can't wait. Wrenchler Field, here we come. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We have a few. We're going to give some out to the founding fathers. I say George Washington because he's the man. G-Dub. I'm going to go with John Hancock because we get signatures on our Rise and Shout flag, or Rise Up flag. Although I do quote the jazz musician Herbie Hancock. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice Everyone time. Everyone knows it's yeah. Herbie. Herbie Hancock. Okay, so you go with John Han- Hancock and the founding father of BYU football and its greatness as we know it. Lavelle, Lavelle Edwards. Edwards. Absolutely. We salute you, Lavelle. Hey, the conversation continues every day. You don't have to worry because it's Friday and you can't talk anymore. It continues over the weekend. Use the hashtag BYUSN to follow the show 24-7. We're... Three weeks away from BYU fall camp football. I we mean, will have. They're going to be out there. We're going to see all the yeah. guys. We're going to see what they've got. I can't wait because then there, there's a month of that, and then we're playing football. This show will present, football. will present unprecedented access and exposure to the BYU football season and camp. Absolutely. It's a daily show, people. Thanks to everyone on our crew. Thanks to all our guests from Media Day as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. Each and every day. Check it out on BYUtv.org as well. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. I'm like Taysom Hill. Our shout-outs to George, John, and Lavelle. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday.